Jesus Church College. Join hosts Richard Tamburo and Molly Inman as they chat with other faculty and guests about church, the Bible, theology, and learning the way of Jesus here in Portland. This week, we ask questions about what it's been like to try hearing God as we're in the middle of 21 days of prayer. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's Richard here with Molly and Shelby, and we are one week into our 21 days of prayer, and so we're going to talk a little bit about our theme this first week, which has been hearing God. Um, we've had some input, actually we've had loads of input, and hopefully you've had loads of trying, and so this is a bit of like a, a debrief. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about it, talk about what it might have been like, if you've tried a bit or been apprehensive, hopefully dispel some of those apprehensions. If you've been left with a big basket full of questions, welcome to the club. <laughs> and we can normalize some of that stuff yeah. as well. And so, so Molly, people would have seen you on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spoke a little into like why we're going to begin 21 Days of Prayer talking about hearing God. Mm. So give us a little bit of a, because some people might, I'm imagining that some people might not go to West Side or might not have watched or yeah. might be like, what, what's going on? Yeah. So catch us up. Like, why are we starting thinking about this? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I, uh, Shelby and I were actually just chatting about this before we jumped on and uh, it's quite um, intentional the way we framed up this 21 days of prayer, particularly starting with the idea of hearing God. Uh, because I think in our minds, uh, the, the limited understanding we have r- around the idea of prayer has a lot to do with um, requests or for, for ourselves, or and sometimes requests for other people. That's kind of the limited box with which we operate under when it comes to understanding prayer is uh, when I am in need, I come to God mm-hmm. and I make my requests known. Or if someone says, can you pray for me? I make requests known to God on behalf of them. And so the fancy words for those are petition and intercession. And we're actually going to get to those next week. But we thought that we would lay an intentional foundation of hearing God for two reasons. The first being that hearing God requires that we understand we need relationship with mm-hmm. God. You know, I uh, if I didn't have relationship with Shelby, then recognizing her voice, understanding her, the character that, that that voice comes from is going to be uh, hard for me to interact mm-hmm. with her, to want to listen to what she has to say. So there's a basic fundamental understanding behind the idea of hearing God that we have relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then part two is to break the pattern off, if you will, of seeing God as a vending machine. We've heard that analogy, I'm sure, several times of just coming before him in times of need to actually peeling back the heart of God that longs for relationship with us, that longs to actually speak to his children. I think of Genesis, you know, before everything um, went to Kapui. Adam and Eve are walking. Thank you. I was (laughs) going to say another word, but I was like, let's just keep it. Word of the day. Yeah, Kapui. Um... (laughs) In Genesis, we see Adam and Eve walking in the cool of the of the day with God, communing with him. And it's a beautiful picture of intimacy, of relationship, of listening to God, hearing uh, what he has to say over them and for them and through them. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, following that redemption story, we have access to, to commune with the Father because of Jesus by the, by the Holy Spirit. And so yeah. it's a beautiful invitation to be in relationship with God and to listen to what our Father has to say. Mm. Yeah. And One there thing, is some relationship in the ATM thing. It's just weird yep. when we put mm-hmm. it in a human context. Yeah. And there's more on offer. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It's like there's more on offer. Yeah. Like if I, every time I had a need, was like, yeah, I've got this pen friend who I can, um, I can if I need anything, I can just write it down and send them a letter mm. and they'll deal with it. And then like sometimes I notice how they're dealing with it. I'm like, oh, cool. They read my letter. So there's a little bit of a relationship, but they never write back to me. Mm. It'd be like, I mean, that's some people's experience of prayer. Sure, yeah. So it's it's like, well, it's okay. Start. Yeah. There's a little mm-hmm. bit weird. There's, yeah. there's if we if we had another human being that we treated that way, we'd be like, that's a bit weird. That's a bit yeah. of a bummer. 
even as you were chatting, something I'm reminded of is like when, you know, Adam and Eve are walking with God, sin as we know it and all the brokenness we feel today hadn't yet entered the equation. So part of me, you know, out of curiosity has to be like, well, what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. Like clearly there's, there's intimate relationship that goes beyond the needs that they need him to step into. Yep which I think, I don't think about that that often. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a great point. Because if we, we often think about the way we come to God is we're coming to him because of some brokenness. Right. We're coming to him maybe even to confess some mm-hmm. sin or see sin happening in other people's lives yeah. that we're like, God, God, we need you. Yep. But none of that would have been the conversation right. for totally. them. So yeah, yeah that's a really Not good point. The yes challenge. Yeah, sure. So before, sure. before they take the fruit mm-hmm. and things go to kabooey, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm just going to laugh inside every time I hear that <laughs> word now. Uh, they were still in a context of like challenge and warfare against disorder and darkness. Mm. And mm-hmm. God's invited them to like join him in something really challenging. Mm. So I can still imagine they've got. Well, I mean, it's just interesting to to think, you know, would their faith just be so at 100 percent? They'd just be like, yeah, rock on. Let's do it. Or would they have been like having to grow in their appreciation of how powerful God is, mm. exactly what context they've been put in, uh, how to step in, how to problem solve things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we hope that um, this past week has been, regardless of where you're at in your journey with prayer, uh, our invitation to you is just take another step forward. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's on a different, um, in a different area on their journey. Um, no one better than the other, but the invitation to, to West side, uh, the invitation to our church is to just, um, an invitation to take a, a step forward in their journey with prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we think a big invitation would be hearing from God. Cause that's honestly not how we talk about prayer. Um, yeah. In the church sometimes. Yeah. So let's, do a quick brainstorm session. Oh, okay. So if you've been, uh, we'll not assume where you're at, but you've been kind of pressing into trying to hear God a bit more and appreciate what God might be saying to you a bit more. I'm just like thinking back our three experiences of um, times we've wanted to hear from God or thought we've heard from God or tried to hear from God, you know, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. What questions are the big ones that you think you know could be left on the table after a season of trying that mm. yeah i'll start with the easy one because then i if i go first to get to <laughs> sure start. yeah but like was that is that really god yeah yeah, or I, yeah do, that's a huge one right yeah totally or it's like how do i know if that's my voice or god's voice right. mm-hmm. yeah 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 i, I think that one and Shelby, I know you've got something good to say regarding um, like maybe the fear that comes yeah. behind those questions. Uh-huh. And so I'd love to like even hear your perspective on that. But I think just to acknowledge the fact that the the emotion behind that language is fear of like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get it wrong. Right. I've seen people get it wrong before mm-hmm. catastrophically that's or even. Painful. Yeah, that's painful. Uh, yeah. So I would just yeah. love to hear yeah. a little bit of your perspective yeah, on that. Yeah. I think all of us, when we come to this conversation, it's good to acknowledge what comes up for us. Cause I think like you're saying, maybe it's fear, maybe it's shame because you know, one person's killing it at hearing from God, but you feel like you've never heard from him mm. and you've been walking with him for a while. So I think we have to like, yeah, pinpoint what maybe are some of the emotions that come up for us when we come around this topic. And it's really helpful for me to think about my background and maybe some baggage that uh, I know I'm coming into this conversation Mm -hmm. with. So like where I come from, this isn't something we talk about a lot or or when we do talk about it, it's met with like, oh, you need to be careful. Like there's kind of this sense that like you're you're stepping into territory that's unknown, that's uncontrollable, and therefore you should um, be nervous almost to the point of like maybe just stick with like bringing your need and you chatting to God mm. is kind of what we're left with. Mm. And so, yeah, knowing that that's a part of my background, I've got to press into that and be like, okay, well, what do the scriptures say about that? And what what's actually true because Mm -hmm. like you were chatting about earlier relationship 
implies uh, a two-way conversation Mm -hmm. that there's both us bringing ourselves before God, but he also desires to meet with us and to be in in communication. And so just even today, I was thinking about this idea. I was reminded of like a movie I loved when I was in high school and still watch every once in a while today. (laughs) Uh, But there's this quote that they bring up. It's pretty central in the theme of the movie. And it's a quote by Babe Ruth. And he says, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. And so not to take that quote and be like, prayer is a game. That's not what I'm trying to get at. (laughs) I think though that sometimes when we have this sense of like fear or whatever, when we talk about hearing from God, it can take the driver's seat in a sense that we don't even want to dive into it. Hmm. And so I think, yeah, we have to kind of enter in with a bit of humble confidence. If we can even put those two words side by side of like, if we know that God wants to communicate with us and we've got lots of different things we could point to in scripture about how as followers we are to know what his voice sounds like, then we have to step into that with a sense of like openness and confidence, but also humility and that we're going to get it wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so when we feel like we've got something from God and that's for maybe someone else or whatever, we have to to enter into that with not like a thus saith the Lord, but like, hey, I think this is coming up for me, for you, maybe like test that out. I just think that that maybe he's not inviting us or maybe the fear that surrounds this topic should keep us from trying it or stepping into that, mm. but to do so with like a humble strength, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, and it's kind of, I don't know, there's expectations we have of ourselves right. that you're pointing out a bit there. Um, like particularly the shame part Mm -hmm. we might think oh hearing from God is something maybe you have to be super holy to do or super proficient Mm -hmm. Um, like communication is a skill sure like communicating with another human you can be better or worse at it so we might think Mm -hmm. I you know I just don't have the skills or you know so there's a whole Mm -hmm. whole set of things there yeah but then there's the expectations of God Mm -hmm. Um, it's always good to remind ourselves that God's gracious right like if you try to listen to him, like you open your Bible and you're like, oh, I think God's telling me this. Mm-hmm. And if God's like looking at you like, dude, that's that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. Is he going to like fold his arms, stamp his feet, turn right. his back on you and be grumpy with you for the rest of the week? That's not our God. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. we used to, as humans, we used to mm-hmm. treating each other that way, but that's not our God. Right. And there's so many, so many occasions where people do put their foot in their mouth or make a mess of it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, he puts them back on, you know, in the right place, Mm -hmm. but not in a, um, okay, well, I reject you now until you get yourself back in the right place. Yeah, he's patient. Yeah, he presses Mm -hmm. in, in those sort of situations. So, yeah, the the threat of mishearing Mm -hmm. or getting something wrong, actually for us when it comes to, if we're facing towards jesus that actually is a safe place yeah not threatening place yeah and we can grow in it i like what you touched on there of like we're not maybe always going to get it right especially at first but the only way that we can grow in it is through practice yeah and i think that we should find encouragement in that more than anything yeah and shelby i love uh the like pairing of humble confidence because i think um yeah i think that the the aspect of confidence is rooted in the identity that we belong to God and we are yeah. in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that confidence isn't coming from, uh, you know, proficiency in and of ourselves. Right. It's not like, oh, I'm this great human being that hears yeah. from God. It's the fact that, like, we are marked with an identity that we belong to God, are in Christ, yeah. and are temples of the Holy Spirit. And that's the confidence that we press into. Yeah. So understanding that we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm is essential to this conversation and then the humility part of course is we're gonna get it wrong right we're not god yeah we are not god and so approaching it with humility um is is always is always the posture that we want to come before god others and even our even ourselves Mm -hmm. as we listen to to what he has to say i mean there's something you're what you're saying that reminds me of when shelby said it's not a game Mm mm-hmm but kind of is <laughs> like I, I think there's a balancing act there in what you said, which is interesting of like there's some like God actually wanting to communicate to us is like sacred and awe inspiring and powerful. Um, but if we've got a view that God only wants to speak to us a few times in our life at pivotal, profound mm. moments, 
where and and it, because of its pivotalness mm-hmm. we absolutely have to get it right or we'll head off in completely yeah. the wrong direction yeah. mm-hmm. then we can't really treat it as a game right so if we think it's so rare so sacred so sacrosanct you know that there i don't know we're almost afraid to pick it up mm-hmm. and do anything with it right but we can also be too crass with it i'm like oh yeah god might just want to say like love you richard <laughs> have a great day you know and just like that i'm not expecting anything momentous mm-hmm. and so yeah it's just it doesn't really matter if we ever get it wrong mm-hmm. yeah and actually what god might have to say is all across that spectrum mm-hmm. and so I know that's sort of interesting in our expectations of, mm-hmm. you know, what it what we expect, what would it look like for God to speak to us is really interesting. Yeah. You get like a lot of different answers. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 uh, loads of variety. Yeah. And there's variety depending on people. Yeah. And, and your that, personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then even for the same person, there can be variety depending on just what God wants to do or mm-hmm. what season you're in or how he wants to get through to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're seeking him and, you know, you're spending your morning with your Bible open praying and he speaks right there through that. Sometimes you're being a knucklehead and he mm-hmm. has to send someone and be like, hey, I think God wants to say this to you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, God's he's got all these different tools in his box yeah. to get through to us. And so I think expecting that variety means I'm kind of invited to explore a big wide area. And that sounds a bit more like a game, actually. Mm -hmm. Like that's a bit more exciting. And there's rules for each different square on the board. Like there's a, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. That word game. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, you're right. It's not, there's a sense (laughs) in which it's not, but also this is something that can be really fun to explore and yeah. Definitely. I love that you're touching on the variety because I think one of the things that can stand in the way of us hearing from God is comparison. And that's really easy to start to do in this conversation of like, if I'm in friendship with Molly and she's downloading to me all this stuff that she's heard from God, it's, it could, the temptation is to walk away and be like, Oh no, I'm not hearing in the same way. Therefore Mm -hmm. something must be wrong with me. But if we hold up that truth that you just unpacked of like, no, actually there's a variety to how God speaks that matches the complexity of each personality Mm -hmm. and human being, which means there's lots of ways that he communicates. Mm -hmm. And so I've got to remember that and I've got to recognize like, huh, maybe I can look at internally a bit and be like, how am I wired and how might that connect to the ways that God might want to communicate with me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, could we do a bit of a, um, exampling some of that variety? Yeah. Cause we've probably all got some different ways we feel sure. like God's spoken to us. So mm-hmm. just like throw a bunch of examples out there. Um, and actually even before we do that, I wanted to call out, there are some ways that in our particular brand of Christian culture mm-hmm. in America, you know, that seem to be cool ways to hear from God. And mm. I do keep bumping into, you know, the, the expectation sometimes that if God's going to speak, it ought to look like God gives you a vision or a picture mm-hmm. or, you know, something. Yeah, sure. And for other bits of Christian culture, it may be like, yeah, God gave me like a verse. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and it's one of those... Um, yeah, there's kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah. To, and, and some of it's understandable. I think mm-hmm. sometimes we're like, we forget God can speak a certain way, and then everyone's excited God can speak that way. Mm. Like maybe like, oh, God can speak in dreams. Oh, mm. we forgot about that. That's right. It's in the Bible. And then all of a sudden, everyone's paying attention to their great dreams <laughs> yeah. and realizing God might be speaking to totally. them. But then that can really quickly turn into like, oh, I want God to speak to me. Well, go take a nap, man. Like, this, <laughs> right. let's see what right. dream he gives you. And God might be like, I don't want to speak to you through a dream. I want to speak to you through Leviticus. Right. Like, go read it, you know. And yep. So, yeah. yeah, it's just interesting to realize that as a, as a community of believers together, trying to pursue this together, um, we will influence each other a little bit and be like, wow, God did that. Maybe he'll do that with me. And it's something to just be aware of, but not mm-hmm. be afraid of again. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's yeah. okay that we you know, run over to one bit of the game board and we're like, wow, forgot about this, but over here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, we can't 
to, to have the idea that we'll just be purely holistic and see everything right. and every possibility all the time and be neutral and mm-hmm. no that's not what human beings are like right. so allow ourselves just a, a little bit of mm-hmm. i don't know being peculiar in this right. maybe yeah. totally yep. all right so what's let's go for i want to ask this question i don't even know this might flop um <laughs> what is the most peculiar way you feel like mm. god's spoken to you that you were like wow i didn't realize god could speak to me like that yeah that's a good question um i as i answer this question i'm sure it's gonna land like that's not that peculiar but i think it's <laughs> i think it's weird for for me and my personality so as a there you, go. you know so for some context i'm pretty black and white i'm pretty uh, i love structure i love um expectations and so i've seen god work with my personality in ways in which like i would have said traditionally uh i hear from god most through scripture through Mm -hmm. lectio divina Mm -hmm. practices and i'm comfortable with those areas Uh, and then to the inner the inner voice which we can get to in a in a second um but what has caught me off guard as of late uh honestly all through 2020 is that he gives me uh, pictures and and visions that I'm almost uncomfortable with. Like, I'll just throw that out there. Like I not uncomfortable in a, in a fearful way, but uncomfortable in a like, Oh, he's speaking a new language with me almost. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's dynamic and it requires a lot of dependence, which I think is ultimately the heart that, that God is trying to, you know, uh, cultivate in me is a heart of dependence on him because a picture will, you know, be given to me and I won't even know what it means. It's like this, you know, you know, we've got a mountain here, a river over here, like just a a, a bunch of, of pictures and it, what feels like significant imagery that I then have to press into and takes uh, an extended amount of time and sometimes not even in like one uh, time of prayer, but ult- over multiple mornings of prayer, having to unpack with God what he means by this picture. Uh, even to the point where like there was one that back in March I had gotten that I'm still processing with God. And so it doesn't seem, you know, maybe some of you who are listening are super familiar with being communicated to with God through pictures and through visions. But for me, this is just like a a new 2020 thing um, that I'm, that I'm learning to unpack with God and it's cultivating in me a sense of dependence. Like I've never experienced before because it requires um, it, it requires a lot of thought. It requires a lot of time spent with God in order to understand what he's trying to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shelby? Yeah, man. Okay. If I'm thinking peculiar, I think two things come up. One is, yeah, hearing through God. And again, not trying to sound so woo woo, but, um, through my body. Mm. So let me unpack that. And this has only really happened in my life one time, but I was at um, a gathering and we were engaging in some pre-gathering prayer and I had this really intense sensation come up in my lower back. And yeah, I just kind of started to press into that and be like, what is that about? This hurts so bad. Like, but at the same time, it didn't quite feel normal for me in a sense. So I'm like, okay, God, what is this about? And then just had this sense that like someone is in this space that is dealing with lower back pain. And I want you to press into that. I want you to pray for that person. So as the night went on, I didn't do anything with that sense at the beginning of the night, but as the night went on, um, we just had some open space for uh, prayer and response. And we kind of threw it out there. Like, is anyone dealing with lower back pain? We feel like God might want to move. And there was a girl who had already graduated out of the ministry that um, was there that night and deals with chronic lower back pain. So something that comes up in her life often. And so it was this really cool, simple moment where we just got to lay hands on her and pray. And in that moment, she was experiencing a ton of pain and it didn't heal her in the long term, but she walked away with so much relief, like in her body felt a shift happen for that night in particular. So that definitely stands out to me as a a peculiar way I've seen God speak. Mm. Um, Like I said, does not happen often. And then the other thing that comes to mind is 
this phrase I'm really fond of called double listening. So we do this all the time. We probably experience it most when we're reading words on a page, but we're thinking about something else. So just the other day, my husband and I were watching all the Harry Potter movies and there was this moment. All of them. All of them. That's a busy day. Yeah. Well, not in one day. We're doing it, you know, over time. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were watching the fourth or the fifth one. And Dumbledore says this thing to Harry Potter along the lines of like, trouble is coming and it's time for people to start making the hard decisions instead of the easy ones. And, you know, instead of just writing that off as like, oh, that's a good thing. I pressed into it and I was like, whoa, this is really hitting me. And out of that just had this sense that the Lord was reminding me about the importance of integrity and kind of wanting to chat with me about like, how's integrity in your life? And so that is not something I feel like we talk often about, about like you can just be going about your day and engaging in something as simple as watching a movie and hear mm. God speak. Yeah. 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 It, it is fine because people often say like, oh, you know, if God can speak through Balaam's ass, he can speak through <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, yeah, but God only speaks through the Bible. And mm. you're like, but you just said he speaks through anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. So, yeah, it could be, yeah. Could be Dumbledore. Going for a walk. Could be watching a movie. <laughs> could be, could be something someone says. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I like that idea of double listening. It's like something that happens. I, there's two ways of thinking about it. And, ma- and maybe it is one or other of these ways. Or maybe it's just messier than that. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes God is in, like speaking to you through that thing Mm -hmm. or sometimes god's trying to speak to you but that thing provides the trigger for you to yeah i know like your radar dish to pick up something that Mm -hmm. your soul is yeah catching on to it's knocking on the door of your soul Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh i hear it now Mm -hmm. yeah and it's so important in those moments it like in human nature it's so easy to just like uh, move on from it and rather than press in yeah to those moments and like just to pause for a second we we want to invite you like when you start to feel like you're being invited to press into something whether some someone said something and it hit you in a different way or you're listening to a worship song and it hits you in a different way like press in don't just bypass what could yeah. be happening because god could have something on the other side of that nudge anyways richard mm-hmm. what is your I was so I remembered one and then I was so absorbed in your story that I forgot <laughs> what it was I, did, well, I thought of I, I'll remember in a second okay. but I did think of a cool story I might have told before which was of just what it can look like for God to speak we might expect like a profound you know like oh yeah I get the meaning of that and there's a difference between God saying hey pay attention to this and then sometimes it's a journey to mm. oh I see mm-hmm. everything that you wanted to communicate through mm. that mm-hmm. like you were saying you might have a picture but then you might still be asking months later yep. like what what does this mean yep and so we used to do these youth events and at the end of the night we would ask like does anyone feel like the spirits like showing them anything put anything on their heart just come up, like grab the mic, and it was total like unfiltered. You never knew what you <laughs> Dangerous. were Dangerous, right? Of course, so, of course. Safe space, crazy stuff, really fun. Um, so this kid gets up and he's like this, you know, like spotty, nerdy looking 12 year old, you know, like, um, and like, well, what's, what? Hey, I think God's given me a word. Like, okay, what? The, and the, you know, whoever's leading is like, well, go on, like the what? He's like, no, just the word the. <laughs> and it's like, you just get this like five seconds of like, oh no. <laughs> and then this girl shouts in the back, it's me, it's me. God told me to share this, all this stuff God's been doing in my life tonight, how, how he's changed me tonight. And I wasn't sure whether God really wanted me to share. And I prayed, God, if you want me to share, get someone to get up on stage and just say the word the. No way. Oh my That's goodness. amazing. And so this, like, this kid goes from being like <laughs> zero to hero. And everyone's like, wow, God could say anything. And, yeah. That is amazing. Oh, so that's a... That's a cool story. Yeah. And I remember the thing I was going to, because for me, actually, this would be like question two. So I'll preempt question two. I was going to ask, like, how does God more often speak to you? Mm. And so for me, God more often speaks to me as I'm reading my Bible. Yeah. And probably like that double, I like that phrase, double listening, more like that. Yep. But when I was like a new Christian and I was at work and I worked in this factory and I was just kind of doing my mindless thing and just sort of inadvertently ended up praying something like, man, how like how glorious is being in your presence? Yeah. Mm. 
And I ended up just sat on the floor with this vision of, and not a visual vision, but like an experience of just Jesus's presence, like profoundly 100% eclipsing everything I could see or feel about the world Mm. in like a timeless moment. And then it was gone. Mm. You know, so that was really, really unusual for me Mm. um, to like have a visceral experience because I'm much more of a sort of verbal abstract processor. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a peculiar one for me. Mm. And then so I answer question two, which is my how does God more normally speak to me? Mm -hmm. So I'll throw that to you guys. Like what would be your... Like, where do you look for God to speak to you most? You're most used to encountering it. Hmm. Yeah, I think I mentioned it a little bit, but I think um, when I first started this journey, scripture, particularly through the practice of Lectio Divina, which we have a podcast on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So hint, hint. Go listen in to that if you want episode. To. And I think it's called Lectio Divina. I so think it's it easy is. Easy to find. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, something that most people refer to as the inner voice. And so it's this intersection of like my mind and God's mind calling to mind something that, you know, I've, I've never had, had to articulate this before. So bear with me. <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is I, it's in my mind, but it feels as though it's come almost out of nowhere. And so it's not like I can trace the thought back to, oh, this is why I was thinking about this because I started here and I ended up here. I, I know it's in my it's in my mind and it, and it feels like it's in my heart, but it also doesn't feel like it came from those places. I hope that makes sense. No, yeah. that is, we should all try to describe that a little bit because it is really hard to articulate what mm-hmm. that experience is like, mm-hmm. but I think it is a really common one mm-hmm. um, because God's put his spirit to like, not just be in your heart like, hey, just popped in for a chat, but to, to make it his residence. Yes. You know, to, yep. to put his temple glorious presence, like to inhabit the world by being in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that we ought to be profoundly changed. So that's sanctification. Yep. And that's <laughs> a conversation for another day. But that also means like when God speaks... Um, we've got a lot of God speaking stories in the Bible where God's very external. Um, And yet if God's speaking primarily in this season of redemptive history through his spirit, we might expect that to be more internal. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, you're saying like, it's in me like, yeah, well that's, you know, Mm -hmm. to be expected like it should feel like a part of you is speaking to you Mm. it's just that the part of you that's speaking to you is not your conscience or jiminy cricket sat on your shoulder whatever it's the holy spirit yeah but there is an internality to To it it. that's hard to yeah um distinguish maybe which i think is on purpose you know like it it is supposed to be christ in you Mm -hmm. yeah in a a really intimate way yeah but sometimes but but it's also distinct Mm mm-hmm like it, and that's the that's the crazy uh, so much interesting theology here to do like trinity perichoresis yeah. <laughs> incarnation um but even though the holy spirit um has made his home in our life we can still tell the difference between us and the spirit mm-hmm. in the same way that when god acts father son and spirit are always involved mm-hmm. in everything you can still tell the difference between the fatherness, the spiritness, and the sonness mm. to God doing things and speaking and showing up, and and so and that's partly where the skill thing comes in. Right. You know, I can have a conversation with myself. You know, different parts of my awareness. Mm. You know, bouncing ideas off each other and things like that. Um, I. I don't know if that's everyone. You guys are nodding. I might just be sounding crazy at the moment. (laughs) But yeah, you can have like several trains of thought going at the same time, Mm -hmm. interacting with each other. But there's something about when you feel like the spirit is entering into that conversation where you can tell it's not you. And sometimes it's like, oh, that's wiser than I am. Or that voice knows something I couldn't know. Mm. Or that voice is speaking with an authority that's not just my pride mm-hmm. or my 
lack of self-awareness, all that, but there's, like there's an authoritative truth being revealed. Um, and some of that is like we get an inner sense that there's a rightness to what's being said. But sometimes we have to wrestle with it a bit, and it's when we kind of bring it to Scripture and maybe to other people that it kind of settles into place as like, yeah, that fits the pattern of Jesus' voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. There's, there's some more thoughts. Shelby, you yeah. like, how would you I'm describe just, this I'm thing? I'm thinking a story that comes to mind from Scripture is Samuel and Elijah. Mm-hmm. So the Scripture says Samuel doesn't, he doesn't yet know uh, the word of the Lord, and he's sleeping, and the Lord calls out to him, and he goes um, to Eli, and he yeah. says, Eli, you called me. And Eli's like, no, I didn't. That happens a couple of times. And then Eli, it registers in him that like, oh, the Lord is calling out to you. So then say that, say this, this, and this, or whatever. And I think the thing that I'm encouraged by in that is the Lord's voice to Samuel sounded familiar. It sounded like someone he was with all the time. Yeah, he didn't go to Eli and be, what the beep? Yeah. yeah. Like, this just happened. <laughs> right. He thought it was <laughs> Eli's voice. Which, frankly, is my expectation sometimes. <laughs> totally. Like, as, as a yeah. new Christian, like, man, God's going to speak. Like, people right. discipled me in this. Yeah. And I was like, will there be lightning? Will totally. there be angels? Like, right. what do I expect? Totally. Voice deep. Yeah. So yeah. I think I take a lot of encouragement in that... Samuel thought it was something if he thought it was Eli it was it was familiar to him mm. and that too I'm also encouraged that like he got it wrong twice and the Lord didn't like we were talking about earlier throw mm-hmm. up his hands and be like are you kidding me he yeah. like he continues to call out to him yeah and then I think too in everything you guys are saying is like we have to say yes to the invitation to be curious right like maybe sometimes it is this random thought or image that comes into our mind and we just chalk it up to be distracting and we go, okay, it's just stay focused, just right. stay focused. Just when in reality, like maybe that's coming into your mind for a reason, but we won't know unless we're willing to set our assumption or our judgment aside and just be curious about it. Mm-hmm. I think curiosity oh, allows cu- the defense to- That's the game to, thing. It's the yeah. curiosity. That's the hey, perfect word. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's so much- in that like mm-hmm. curiosity puts our pride to the side because pride says i i should know or i do know and curiosity is allowing ourselves to say we don't and so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out my question i'm gonna lean in a little bit and i think that that's got to be a part of this journey of hearing god yeah yeah, yeah. i think the other thing with the samuel story is it's really common for people to if they haven't processed what it's like to hear from God mm-hmm. to say like, yeah, I've never really had God speak to me. Right. And like at that moment, you know, Samuel went to Eli and if Eli had said, so Samuel, does God speak to you? He would have been like, no, but I've heard this voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes when we actually start to realize, oh, that's God speaking. Yes. We look back at our life yeah. and we're like, oh, yeah, God's shown me loads of stuff. Totally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so... I, I guess the what we're trying to do this week or what we've been trying to do is be more intentional about making space for that and pressing yes. into that because mm-hmm. it's invited. Yeah, and yeah. you need people in your life to help point it out to you sometimes. Like I'm reminded of a youth retreat we were on a couple of years ago and we had this really cool space in the morning where we would send kids out to kind of have um, some intentional time to be with Jesus and then we'd come together and debrief it. And this one middle school boy was sharing all of these things that were coming to his mind as he was in this time. And it just took someone saying like, that's the voice of God for him to be like, it is like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was me hearing from him. So I think too, to just put on the table is like, it's this stuff is best when we're doing it in community. When we have people in our life that are processing and going mm-hmm. on this journey with us, um, it, it helps us in yeah. every way. Yeah. And God's, I mean, we have an individualistic view often, yeah. like God will speak to me as an individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're a, we're a church and we're a family, yeah. but we're all on our own little, in our closet, isolated journeys. Yeah. But actually in the Bible, God spends much more time speaking to groups yeah. than individuals. It's so powerful. Molly and I are in a community group together. And just a few weeks back, our time was just, we each drew a name of someone in our group. 
um, spent some time praying for them so that when we came together, it was us just sharing what we sense God bring into our mind for that person. And it was so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that makes us really uncomfortable and nervous and that's okay because there's a lot of fear of like, well, what if it's nothing or what if it's wrong? All those things like we've chatted about. But when we just, again, like hold up humility and confidence together like that, that space was really important for our group. And yeah. we walked away with an intense sense of encouragement and greater awareness of what God was wanting to do and is doing in our lives. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And he spoke to all of us differently. Totally. And that was what was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like there was just, yeah, a beautiful picture of the body of Christ working together, even in that moment of like, and he spoke to me through this and this even encouraged the person over here, even though it wasn't directly for them. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I just love that encouragement that it's it's done in community yeah. Um, because, yeah. And, and I think even just the accountability that can come from community, you know, like mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to offer the things that we think we hear b- from God into our community and say like, how does that resonate with your spirit, you mm-hmm. guys? Cause I think that holds an extra level of accountability that can create space for freedom and away from the fear of getting it wrong. Right. Of having people like in perspectives to, to speak into the things that we hear yeah. from God. Yeah. And maybe there's a little twist of fear in here sometimes. Like we're afraid in community that God might like want to air our dirty laundry. Mm. Um, and I gotta say, like if God wants to, He can. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I do. I, yeah. I have a friend who was leading a prayer meeting once and was visiting a, a church, and just like I can't remember what he said. Like I think God wants to like just warn everyone about this and it was to do with sexual purity Mm. and it turned out the pastor was having an affair with the worship leader and the whole church knew and no one was confronting it oh man so like god can yeah be hardcore but i gotta say the times where god's like outed a sin pale into insignificance compared to the amount of times like Mm. it's been to Mm -hmm. do with encouragement and right And even that, though, is encouragement in a sense of like the scriptures talk about how when God speaks, it is to strengthen and encourage his people. Mm -hmm. And so, though, that strengthening can be like you're saying uncomfortable and um, frustrating and yeah, all the awkward. It's for our good. And that's when we have to be confident in his character. We have to know who our God is of like. He is motivated by deep love and a desire to see us step into our true selves, which is found in him and him alone. And that means that that strengthening and encouragement, like you're saying, it can be hard to hear sometimes, but we have to remember that he's not doing it to shame us. He's doing it to usher us into greater freedom and relationship with him. And if God's choosing to include others Mm -hmm. in the conversation he wants to have with us, it's probably because we need those others Mm -hmm. to help us. Totally. Like that's something God wants to use. Mm -hmm. That might be, that could be like a whole nother podcast for another day of like prayer and community and how to share things God might put in your heart for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a whole chat. But I want to, we, this can't be a two hour podcast. So (laughs) I want to get to, um, hold on real quick. I don't think we got to hear Shelby. Oh no, we did. Oh, sure. Sure. I'll be quick. Yeah. Um, two things, definitely the scriptures. So when I read the scriptures, not just for information, but transformation, I hear from God, uh, the most probably. And then the other, way that I feel like I hear him most regularly and clearly is through contemplation. So for example, if I'm at the beach and I'm just contemplating the ocean, I'm just fixed. My mind is fixed on the waves and all that's happening there. I hear really clearly like, um, for example, like I've had moments where I'm doing that. I'm at the ocean and God's really clear to me about what's true about himself. Mm -hmm. Um, That there's parts of him that I'll never plunge the depth of that. His love is unending, that it's deep, that it's what like, yeah, I just feel like when I can sit in front of something that's visible and I kind of tune my heart and my mind into what the spirit might be wanting to say through that. I feel like I walk away with a lot of clarity yeah. around who God is. Which is mm-hmm. totally biblical. Yeah. Like God yep. has, he's put, we're his image bearers, mm-hmm. but he's put his glory in creation. Yes. So there's echoes of who God yeah. is in everything he's made. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's one of those double listening things again. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like is God intending to speak to you through what you're seeing or is what you're seeing creating space for God to be like, 
hey, mm-hmm. yeah. this thing I've said about myself, yeah. does this help you realize the thing I'm trying to whisper in your ear about me? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it ushers forth like humility as a byproduct because when we sit before the things that God has created, we also have to admit, I didn't make this. Totally. Like I'm not even capable yeah. of something like mm-hmm. this. And it kind of reorients, you know, the, the hierarchy, if you will, of like God is God and we're not. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a clarifying moment yeah. in that too. So I want to ask another question, which I think we might be left with after a week of trying, mm. maybe experimenting a bit. Because um, you said this at the start, I thought it was really important, Shelby, of like, yeah, the scriptures do give us an expectation that we should hear from God. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be just be good to throw out a few things that would help remind us of what sort of expectations we should have. Mm. Because... Yeah, like depending on our church tradition and experience, we've probably got some expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like as, have you got verses that, mm. you know, kind of shake you up to mm-hmm. have a, like that word curiosity, have like a fresh curiosity about how God might speak to you or what it might look like or how much God might want to speak to you or yeah. you know, things like that. Because I think we're talking in a way that's like, yeah, we shouldn't expect God voice to be something we minimally encounter in our lives yeah and we shouldn't expect it to be something that fits in one small box mm. right so yeah. then i'm like okay so yeah are we just making this up or <laughs> yeah. is that in the bible yeah right totally yeah um i think there, there's there's a there's a lot here i'm gonna pick two of my favorites um the first is in exodus 33 um, and I, Moses is my favorite character in the Bible, uh, apart from Jesus. Uh, and I just love the intimacy and interaction and communication that, that God and Moses have with one another, particularly in, in the Torah. Uh, but in Exodus 33, there's this, um, there's this line that kind of sheds light on the intimacy that God and Moses have. And it says that, Um, God spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And I just, uh, I think that that really helps me not only frame up the intimacy that we have on offer, uh, in God through, through, through Christ, but also an invitation to develop friendship with God. Like I think of, you know, some of my closest friends, Shelby being one of them. And the, the, my favorite thing is to talk and listen is to just spend quality time, you know, getting to hear her heart, getting to hear, you know, listen, listen to what God is up to in her life and vice versa, getting to articulate that to her as well. Um, and so I, I, I love that not only is that something that I've experienced, but something that the Bible is very clear on that this is how God and Moses, you know, hung out mm-hmm. or spoke or had relationship. Yeah. It was, you know, Dallas Willard has this famous quote, only our communion with God provides the appropriate context for communication with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just magnified in, in Moses and God's relationship and love just meditating on the ways in which God and, and Moses have conversation with each other. Um, and then the second is the famous story in first Kings 19 when Elijah's in the cave and he's like waiting yeah. to listen and hear from God. And it's like all of these like natural disasters, if you will, are passing before the cave of like wind and, you know, lightning, all this stuff. And then it was in a still small voice that, that Elijah actually hears from God. And I think that has so helped me frame up expectation if you will with god is we like richard you were saying we we when we come to know christ we have this expectation that it's going to be an audible voice loudly booming Mm -hmm. from the earth and god is god so he can do that but most often it's in that still small voice and so i continually come back and and i'm hungry for that that connection and that that language that uh first kings 19 speaks of so those are two pretty significant Mm, stories for me that kind of uh, anchor me, if you will, in in what it means to hear from God. Yeah. What about for you, Shelby? 
Yeah, I'm in a Bible read through group. And so this one is new for me, but it really struck me. So it's Ecclesiastes, which is a super <laughs> uplifting book. Everyone <laughs> should read it. Uh, sarcasm I, I recommend people read it once a year, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I am so with yeah. you, but it is a bit of a downer, but it's great perspective. Um, okay, so Ecclesiastes 5, it starts by saying this. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what they're what what they do wrong do not be quick with your mouth and man i think a couple things come up for me in that one like um it's just that reminder and it's one that i need often that god speaks and that i can be a part of that and all I got to do is make space mm. and choose kind of, okay, full circle, going back to what Dumbledore reminds me of, to do what's maybe harder instead of what's easier. It's easier for me to just monologue, to just say whatever's coming to mind before God and just like let him into all the things. And it's not that that's wrong or bad. That's so good. But if I'm only ever doing that, I only get to experience relationship with him one dimensionally. So I think that, yeah, that that those verses just remind me that like, man, there's a holiness to God and we've got to keep that in check. And so we should we should go near to him to listen first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then um, super popular one in John 10, 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice. Oh, you stole my one. Ooh, I like <laughs> it for you. <laughs> my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Um, and so, yeah, this scripture is clear that like, man, if we're falling after Jesus, if we're in relationship with him, we're going to know what his voice sounds yeah. like. And mm -hmm. again, we, that doesn't just happen through osmosis. Like we've got to create the space for that. And one of the metaphors that, um, Pete Craig in the prayer course, um, talks about is it's like when you meet someone and maybe a couple days later after meeting them, they call you, but you don't have their phone number yet. And so we all know what we do and we don't know the person's phone number. Usually we like hit the silence button or we're just, yeah, there's just all those things that come up when we don't recognize the number that's calling us. But after we spend some time with them, we usually write down in our phone whose number it is. And so as we continue in relationship with them, when they call us, we recognize who's calling. I think it's really similar. Like at first we might not recognize the voice, but to be in relationship with Jesus means that we're creating space to grow in recognizing that voice. And pretty soon when we sense him calling, when we sense him communicating, we can recognize it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll throw out a couple more. One is Acts 11. So I love this when uh, you know God's trying to get through to this new church some new ideas speak some fresh things mm. and so peter's just sat on the roof praying and i mean it says praying but i mean he's kind of like praying while he waits for dinner time as well <laughs> and he sees a vision and it says like i was kind of in a trance like it was a bit otherworldly and um and i heard a voice so that's like that would be in the peculiar category for me yeah it just shows mm -hmm. that's something maybe unusual um, and the, the other one I was thinking of was, uh, Psalm, uh, 34, um, and in verse eight, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And mm. this comes in the midst of a Psalm where David's like just bragging on the Lord and being like, I sought him. He answered me. I looked to him. He showed me, I called out to him. He rescued me like mm. just about the responsiveness of God. And then in the middle of this Psalm, he kind of says, you know, try taste and sit like just go take yeah. a bite you know, mm -hmm. grab a grab a spoon yeah to love that think of friends and joey um <laughs> <laughs> or rachel um yeah but there, there is um there's a grace where it's like for people who are worried about well what's the right way to do it i think god's more interested in connecting with us than making sure that we're doing it in a really neat tidy yeah. way Mm -hmm. uh, and I think God will grow us in some of those things and refine our expectations. Let you say, help us recognize his voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
But which actually gets to, I thought this is another big debrief question. Okay. So if you've tried praying this week mm-hmm. and you're like, well, actually I wrote something in my journal that like it kept cropping up and like, how do I know whether that's Jesus or not? So when you're not sure, what helps you discern? So let's mm-hmm. throw out a few hints on that one because that's a huge question. Yeah. First, we keep going round. Like Molly gets first. Like, Shelby, <laughs> yeah, Shelby, you what do you ahead. think? Come you on, go you ahead. going first? Oh, I don't mind going second. <laughs> I'm still last, so there's a good chance you two are gonna. Still, no, you were on a roll. Actually, you go for it. <laughs> well, I, I'll throw out the easy one. It's not so fun. I mean, it is fun, but it's it's uh, just tested against scripture. Yeah. So if you it goes, like the Bible's not fun. I know, I know. I take back the fun <laughs> <laughs> statement. I meant where it's like the the. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not gonna say anything that isn't going to warrant uh, sarcasm so <laughs> the, a good one to practice is does it align with scripture yeah yeah if it goes against scripture it's often no it's never from god yeah love that over to you shelby um i think a really helpful one is be in relationship with someone who's hearing from god a lot or maybe not a lot, but they've just, they're farther along in the journey mm-hmm. and chat with them, chat with what's coming up for you and engage in a dialogue about that. Um, it, I find that, you know, I'm in relationship, I've got a mentor and this is so helpful for me to come to her and be like, this is what keeps coming up. Is, is this God? How do I navigate that? And because she's just farther along in her journey and she's had a lot more opportunity to create space to hear from him, she helps point me in the right direction. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. And God might then speak to you more yeah. through that person exactly. as well. Yeah. I always think about like the character of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the big markers I run into a lot when processing with other people is, yeah, I'm just, that makes me so afraid. Or I, I've just noticed looking through scripture, like, when we feel like we're being motivated by fear, that's often the enemy. Like that's not often God. And there's a fear of the Lord. There's a kind of yeah, like I want to honor kind of fear. There's a, a different, mm-hmm. but there's there's a kind of fear that just, and, and so that's one example, but sometimes like, and again, it's the more you get to know God, mm-hmm. um, the easier it is to be like, that doesn't sound like, how God would interact with me. Right. And God can do unusual things. And, and But that's okay. Sometimes you just take longer to keep processing and praying and trying to discern, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it should fit God's character. Yeah. Like it should draw you closer to him. Mm-hmm. Like God's not going to say something which drives you away from him. Right, yeah. Um, things like that. And but I think it's important to distinguish what you're saying. There's a difference between being motivated by fear versus just being afraid of doing what he's asking you to do. Yeah. Like sometimes you're not going to want to do what he's asking you to do because it's really hard and you're going to be humbled in the process of that. Yeah. But just because that feeling's coming up for you is not like... like you shouldn't respond to that and be like, well, I'm afraid. So therefore this isn't God. He's not asking me to do this. Those are two different things. And we've got to be careful to distinguish those out. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. Some thoughts on prayer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we've got these 21 days. We're all about this. So I'd encourage you if you're, you know, figuring this out, trying stuff like, um, get in touch with us like mm. on a Sunday in the prayer chat or yeah. you know just emailing us or giving the church a call things like that um, we're excited about all of these like God stories that are going to happen that will example for us and encourage us like yeah that's what it looks like for God to show up as we're asking him to speak to us mm-hmm. so yeah don't keep it all to yourself yep. we're excited yeah. to hear from everyone and so yeah keep trying and then Next week, yeah, the podcast for these 21 days, we're going to be on prayer for yes. a few weeks here. So yes. theme number two coming up next mm-hmm. week. And we look forward to beginning it in a couple of days on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the House of Learning podcast. This podcast is produced by A Jesus Church College based at Westside A Jesus Church in Portland, Oregon. 
AJC College trains and mobilizes the next generation of kingdom leaders through an accredited four-year degree in biblical studies with an emphasis on leadership and formation. We combine classroom learning with mentoring and ministry apprenticeship for a third of the cost of traditional college. To find out more, go to ajccollege.org or follow us on Instagram to find out if this is where God could be calling you to explore your calling. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share it with someone. And if you have a question you'd like us to chat about, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at ajccollege.org. If you can, send us a 20-second audio recording saying who you are and where you're from, along with your question, and we'd love to include it in a future episode.